the only station in Sacramento giving you local sports coverage from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Friday. Sacktown Sports. Sacktown Sports, 1140. In the trunk, KD. In the the trunk. trunk, I I know exactly what you're talking about here. Drapes a high flyer here on the drive, guys. Take you up to 6 o'clock. The return of the empire with Emil and Nate coming up at the top of the hour. It is my pleasure right now to welcome in the assistant head coach of your Sacramento Kings, Jay Triano, joining Drapes in the High Flyer. Coach, first of all, welcome. How are you, man? Thanks for joining the show. Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate you guys having me on. Coach, uh, obviously a tough loss uh, the other night against the Clippers um, after an emotional win against the Warriors. What was the theme at practice today? You guys had yesterday off. When you brought everybody back, what was the theme today? Well, just getting back to changing sides of the floor. We thought we got a little stagnant offensively uh, in the first half against the Clippers and wanted to move the ball a little bit more side to side, make defenses work a little bit instead of taking shots on the first side. And we think that'll help the defense. It took uh, some shots that kind of led to transition and, that puts our defense in a hole. So offensively, that was the thing. And then defensively, just having more of a presence. Uh, you know, they're, they're a tough team to match up with, but we just seemed like a step slow the whole game. And that's the second time uh, we've had a back-to-back and that we've been a step slow on that second night. So uh, there's no way you can think about conceding, you know, 15 games because if, that, if that's how many back-to-backs you have. Uh, so it, it's something we wanted to address today and make sure that, you know, we take care of business next time we have a back-to-back. You know what, Coach? <laughs> you know what, Coach? High flyer here. Um, first of all, just want to let you know that I, I already sent Mike Brown a blank check because I'm buying what you guys are selling. I, I love what you guys are doing. Uh, I've been here 16 years on the broadcast, and the way you guys have changed the culture in one year. And uh, what I really want you to talk about is how Mike Brown really holds the guys accountable in saying that they're a good team, but it takes a lot to make that next step to be great. Yeah, no, that's been the focus all year. Uh, not to be satisfied on what the type of year that we had last year uh, to continue to build. And, you know, Mike doesn't just hold the players accountable. He holds us accountable as coaches as well. Uh, and I think it, it transcends through the whole organization. Everybody feels accountable. Uh, and, and I say that going into practices, I, I'm nervous sometimes. I've been doing this for a long time, and I'm still nervous because I don't want to mess up. And, uh, you know, he, he challenges us to make sure that we challenge our players every day so that there's – no sense of complacency. We we want to we want to make sure that you know we continue to work, continue to get better. Um, and so Mike will stop practices. He he he's on every drill. Uh, he's making sure that we're doing the right thing, and he wants no slippage at all. Uh, nobody can feel good about where we're at right now because we've got higher aspirations than where we are. Coach, you guys had a, a historically efficient offense last season. Right now, 12th in the league in offensive efficiency. What's happening offensively, and are you getting the kind of shots that you like and want in the offense that you run? Yeah, it's interesting uh, question, Kyle, because, you know, the um, our shot profile, you know, they, 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 they look at everything now. Our shot profile, where we're taking shots from, is very good. We're, we're higher. Uh, our shot efficiency, we're not making shots. Now, we think a lot of things will come around. Um, 
you know, Mike, Mike has talked about it too. You know, we're playing harder at the defensive end. Does that affect our legs a little bit? Uh, once we get in better shape, we'll shoot the ball better. But we do like the shots that we're taking. We're, we're missing a lot of open shots. Uh, it's no secret Keegan hasn't shot the ball as well as he did. We thought Chris Duarte would shoot the ball a little bit better. Uh, we're just not, we're not, you know, I think we're playing the right way. We're not making shots right now. And we have to find a way to help that. Uh, whether it's better passes on time and on target, whether it's, uh, like I said earlier, changing sides of the floor so that we're not taking the first shot and that more guys get to touch it. The more you touch it, the better the ball feels in your hand. Um, so we like our paint touches. We like our paint kickouts. Uh, we just got to start making better, making more shots. Now, Coach, you guys play a very good style of up-tempo basketball. It seems like the faster the Sacramento Kings go, the better they work out on the offensive end. But when three-point shots aren't falling, talk to us about how important the free-throw line comes into play for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah, no, free-throws have been, like, one of the things that we've really struggled with this year, which is, you know – Getting, we, we, we think getting fouled is a really good thing because uh, you allow your defense to get set. Uh, it's, it's supposed to be the highest points per possession in the game, but we're not really treating it that way when we miss so many of them. So, uh, again, getting to the free throw line is, is, is a huge importance to this. But, again, that just goes with some of the shooting. And maybe it's our legs uh, right now. We're not uh, – we're not – I want to say we're in good shape, but we're not in good enough shape to be consistent with our jump shooting or our free throw shooting. Coach Jay Triano, assistant coach of the Sacramento Kings, joining us. Coach, you've coached uh, some of the game's uh, best players, you know, Steve Nash, uh, Chris Bosh. Uh, when you look at De'Aaron Fox, uh, mm-hmm. what do you see from him on a day in and day out, not necessarily in the games, but behind the scenes in practice and workouts and things like that? Well, I think the biggest thing is, you know, being here all summer, uh, you know, I, I committed to staying here all, all summer and every single day I was in the gym, De'Aaron Fox was in the gym and he, and he made Keegan Murray do it. So I saw a couple of things. Number one, incredible work ethic. He was in every day working on, you know, simple things to more uh, complex things, but he's always working on his game. Uh, the, the biggest thing though, I thought was the leadership in making uh, young, you know, Keegan come in and, and go through it all with him to kind of show a young player what it takes. Uh, Foxy obviously had a great year last year. He's having a great year this year. And, it, you know, it's not a coincidence. Uh, the time and the effort that he puts into it, uh, he's getting rewarded with that. And it's, and it's helping, obviously, the Sacramento Kings. Now, you know what, Coach? I'm glad you brought that up about how De'Aaron Fox has taken Keegan Murray under his wing. You know, right about now, you guys are really electing to use Keegan Murray pretty much on the prim- on the premier score on the other team. And he's mm-hmm. been doing a real good job at that. And I'm telling a lot of people that, you know, Keegan Murray played one-on-one with De'Aaron Fox all summer. Oh, yeah. If you can guard D. Fox, you can slide with the best of them. Uh, that is so true. That is so true. And they, they did. They finished their, their workout sessions in the summertime by playing one-on-one, and it was competitive, and it was heated, and it was good. And uh, I think, I think to, to that point, it, re- it did. It really helped, uh, it really helped uh, Keegan because he's, uh, he's, he's been on tough, tough guys to start. And, you know, he, ho- we're hopefully getting him back now, too, will we'll just create a lot of uh, uh, continuity for our offense, too, because, you know, the one thing – we didn't have last year was a lot of games missed uh, by starters. And we have had that so far this year, not that our, our starters numbers are down. I think when our unit is together, 
you know, offensively and defensively, we're, we're rating extremely well, but uh, we just need them together more often. You're right, Coach. Uh, De'Aaron Fox missed five. Keegan has missed four. Uh, I know he practiced today. He's listed as questionable. We'll see if he plays tomorrow. Uh, you got the Denver Nuggets tomorrow. When you look at them, uh, can you just speak to the challenges and the preparation needed to face the uh, defending champs? Well, uh, they're the number two offense in the NBA right now. Uh, so that's that's number one concern. Um, how do we stop uh, Jokic? Uh, Jamal Murray's back in the lineup, or at least was the other night. Uh, we'll watch them again tonight and see if we can find something. But, again, uh, you know, as much as we'd like to, you know, plan and strategize for teams, one of the things that has helped us is that we have our own style. And we don't want to go away from things to try to, uh, you know, pick on something or whatever. I mean, obviously we'll do that late in the game or after timeouts, we'll try to take advantage of things, but we want to play fast. We want to change sides of the floor. We want to continue to share the basketball. I think we're number one in the NBA and passes made. Um, just everybody who touches it feels part of the team, feels part of the unit. And we, we want to play that way. So we want to change sides of the floor, keep passing the basketball and then, um, get in a rhythm where we start making some shots. You know what, Coach? On the defensive side, uh, you got the big fella Jokic down there. You got Michael Porter Jr. Uh, their length is definitely something that they work with very well. Can you tell us how you guys are going to combat that? Well, I think speed. Uh, you know, we have to use our, our speed. Uh, I, I think the number one thing going in is play fast, get up and down the court before they can get their defense set, before they can get the matchups that they want. Um, uh, Jokic probably doesn't want to play as fast as we want to play, so we'll, we'll try to use that to, to our advantage. Uh, they've, they've got the recipe. I mean, they're the defending champions for a reason, and, and you mentioned it. They've got length at different positions. Uh, Aaron Gordon is a, is a defender. Uh, he will guard tough players, and Caldwell Pope will guard players, and they've got enough offense with uh, Jokic uh, handling the ball. So, again, I, I think the biggest thing for us is going to be speed, if we can get downhill, change sides of the floor, make Jokic really, really work at the defensive end by playing on different sides. And if we can do that, hopefully it fatigues him. He's not as effective offensively. Coach Jay Triano joining us here on the Drive Guys Drapes and High Flyer. Coach, we're about 20% uh, through the season so far. And, and I maintain yeah. with the injuries and everything, we still haven't seen the best of Sacramento, best of the Kings yet. Uh, would you echo that, and how would you assess where the team is 20% in? Yeah, I, I would echo that. I think um, I think our defense is getting better. It's better than it was a year ago. Uh, our offense is obviously not at the same pace right now. I think a lot of that has to do with the continuity, and our, and our, and our shooting hasn't been great. Uh, so I, I, would, I would say we're – I think our record at the, at, after 17 – games last year was exactly the same as it is right now yeah. i just don't I, I just don't feel like we're playing as well as we did a year ago so i think that's a good sign i think once we start playing better and we start moving uh building some continuity with the different lineups and everything we'll be in a real good spot now coach you said speed is going to be a factor for the sacramento kings i know last year uh when we first started off Sabonis so would get in a lot of foul trouble with the big fellas trying to guard them down there and you guys would elect to go with trey lyles at the five is that one of the yeah. most uh, most potent five that you guys have as far as scoring? As far as scoring, and, you know, I, I think the one thing that we like when we go to the second unit is that if we feel like we can beat with pick and rolls and lob plays, we got Javel because he, he and Malik have kind of got a nice little connection going there. 
if we if we want to drag a big away from the basket, then we'll play Lyles and we'll pick and pop a little bit more. When we do that, it takes a big away from his drop coverage. It makes him play further away from the basket, and that opens up driving lanes for everybody else. So uh, I think I like the fact that we have some flexibility uh, at, at the backup five now that Trey is uh, healthy and, and back in the, in the lineup and, and in rotation. So uh, I just think it gives us a little bit more versatility at the offensive end. Coach Jay Triano, uh, I'm going to – you know, let you get out of here on this question right here. You coached Team Canada uh, before an international competition. Jordy Fernandez, head coach of Team Canada uh, this past year in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, what kind of honor is that uh, to, to, to guide a country like that? And did you give Jordy any kind of uh, pep talk or any kind of advice? Yeah, no, it's it's unbelievable. I, you know, I, I always say one of these things – uh, you know, in the NBA, this is a profession. When you do it in the summertime and nobody's getting paid, it's a passion. And you do it for the passion for your country or your passion for the game. And uh, uh, I did talk to Jordy quite a bit. He, you know, he was, he kept me informed about everything. You know, should I do this? Uh, you know, I, I kept saying yes, yes, yes. The, uh, <laughs> the Canadian kids are great kids and uh, they'll work hard for you. You'll, you'll, it'll be a, a, a memorable summer. And then Jordy did such a great job with that team. And, you know, I was t- texting him and watching games in the middle of the night all, all summer and uh, staying in touch and giving him my opinion on different things. And he, he just did an outstanding job. And it put Canada uh, in a great position where not only did they win a medal, but they qualified for the Olympics next year. And that's always been the goal for Canada, get into the Olympic Games. Yeah, Team Canada don't sleep on them. They got some talent up yeah, there. Yeah, they got some boys Oh, over my there. gosh. They got some players. Coach, we appreciate you jumping on with us, my friend, and we will see you tomorrow at the arena. All right, look forward to it. Thank you, guys. All right, Coach Jay Triano right there joining Drapes in the High Flyer here on The Drive. Guys, 916-339-1140. Coming up, we continue that Sacramento Kings conversation 20% into the season. Where are the Kings? How are you feeling about them? I'm going to ask High Flyer that. Drapes in the High Flyer here with you on Sacktown Sports 1140. The Drive, guys, 916-339-1140. Or you can hit us up on the YouTube chat, Sacktown Sports 1140, and on the text line as well. Shout out to Coach Jay Triano nice, joining us. Nice, that was a salute. great conversation. Uh, you know, he talked, and I thought your question you asked him about when the threes aren't falling. Right. The importance of the free throw line. When we watch the Sacramento Kings, what we're seeing, Doc Rivers used to always say, it's a make-miss league. It may be a make-miss league, High Flyer, but you don't want to be a make-miss team. No. You got to have some other tools on your tool belt to win a game. And I think that that's where they got to develop it. You know, KD, you don't ever want to be a one-trick pony. Because when you get to be a one-trick pony, teams are too good. Technology is just at abundance. They're going to pick that apart big time to where, you know, they're going to know exactly what you do, what you like to do, your go-to move. So, you know, if the three-point shot isn't falling, let's go back to the Clipper game. Okay. When the three-point shot wasn't falling. We were taking threes, missing, right? Clippers get the rebound. They push, come down. Racing down, yep. Kawhi Leonard stops at the free throw line. Paul George is at the mid-range. Those guys didn't elect to live and die. And they didn't come in our spot trying to match us three for three. Three for three. So 
at the end of the day, you don't have to just stand out there and say, okay, this is what we do. We're going to live and die with that. No, after a while, you're going to have to find other ways how to win. Jay Triano just talked about it. They want to keep keep the up-tempo. You want to pick up the speed. How are you going to speed the game up? You got to you got to turn Denver over. You got to turn them over, KD. You got to get deflections. You got to get steals. You got to get defensive rebounds and get out in transition. If you just let, if you just let the point guard bring the ball up, if you let James Harden just walk that ball up and <laughs> run his offensive set, that's a recipe for destruction. And that's what we saw. I felt the other night. That's exactly what we saw. And knowing Mike Brown like we do. And Jay Triano talked about practice today. Mike Brown's a defensive guy. Mm-hmm. One thing Mike Brown won't stand for is lack of a defensive effort. True. And whether it was tired legs or whatever, as a coach, he probably looked at that and said, like you said the other day, that's unacceptable. You, you know, gotta you gotta compete on that defensive end. You know why? You know why he can't accept that? He's got 15 of them. You got 15 back-to-backs. You can't accept 15 losses on back-to-backs. You have to find a way to push through. You have to find a way to get better. This team is trying to do something that they haven't done in a long time. This team got 50-plus on the mind, 50-plus wins. You mean to tell me you can go out there and say, Oh, in those 15 back-to-backs, it's okay for us to lose? No, it's not. No, it's not. You got to find a way to push through. How much does, because Keegan Murray, he practiced again. I know he's dealing with the back issue. They upgraded him to questionable for tomorrow's game against Denver. I like that. Tell me how that changes the equation. Honestly, KD, everything that they put on that injury report, it's just verbiage. It's just verb. It means absolutely. It don't mean anything? No, it means absolutely. It doesn't. It doesn't mean absolutely anything. I'm going to tell you when I know a guy is going and when he's not going. When he comes out, first of all, it, you know, if he comes out for his pregame workout, eh, it's more likely he going, right? At his normal time. Right. Too, right. If he don't come out, he ain't going tonight, right? You know that. When Sabonis don't come out for his pregame workout, he ain't playing. All right. Now, if Keegan Murray comes out and I'm looking at what he's wearing, is he wearing game shoes? Is his ankles taped? If your ankles are taped, then you play. nine times out of ten, you going because you're getting ready. And then you watch what they do. How hard do they go in their pregame workout? You know, I watched De'Aaron. When De'Aaron was hurt and we were wondering if he's going to come back, De'Aaron came out. He went through some shots. You know, he shot a couple free throws, a yeah. couple of floaters. Didn't work off coming off screens. Didn't work on his split. Didn't work on his get to the middle. I mean, none of that. So I was like, no, he ain't playing. Mm. Because he's not going through his workout the same. It's not the same. Exactly. That's what I look at. And that's the barometer for me to say, okay, he's going. No, he's not. Big game tomorrow night against Denver. We got two more segments left, High Flyer. And when I look at, and we talked about it earlier, when I look at the importance of tomorrow night's game, maybe not a must win, but it's a must feel good, especially okay. yep. after getting down 20-plus mm-hmm. in the first half of your last two games. Then you got New Orleans and Zion waiting for you 
coming up on Monday. I'm going to take an early break right now because I got some breaking injury news when it comes to the Sacramento Kings that will affect tomorrow's game. Gotcha. I got that coming up for you next. It's Drapes and the High Flyer himself here on Sacktown Sports 11. Drapes and High Flyer here with you on Sacktown Sports 1140 AM. Coming up in just 30 minutes, the return of the Empire. Emil Fergoso, Nate Littlefield, talking Niners, Eagles. Let's go. Bring it on. Two segments left, High Flyer. I promise you some breaking injury news just coming across the injury report in the NBA, the association, Keegan Murray. Oh, injury for us? Yes. Don't say it, dog. Don't yeah. say it. No, hold on. Calm down, young fella. Don't say it. Let me get it. Keegan Murray questionable. Oh. So that's good news. That's okay. good news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here comes the bad news. We got somebody else? Trey Lyles. Oh, no. Trey Lyles out with a right high ankle sprain. So Trey Lyles, who I think has been amazing so far in this short time this season, who I think would be extremely important going against Aaron Gordon tomorrow against the Denver Nuggets. He is out. Trey Lyles is not playing tomorrow. Do you know how bad that hurts right there? I mean, let's say this. It's always next man up mentality. But last year, every time the Kings needed to go small, they put Trey Lyles at that five, with four of the small guys, and the Kings flourished. Yes. You talk about get getting up and down. We just talked to uh, Coach Triano, and he said they have to play at a King's pace. That's the best pace when they have Trey Lyles at the five. That's a big loss, man. That's, that's going to hurt. Because think about it. Mike Brown clearly trusts Trey Lyles. First game back, he played him 28 minutes. And the boy balled out. And he balled out against New Orleans. Now you got to wonder, and what's going on with all these ankle sprains? I don't know, man. You know what I mean? These young cats, bro. Man, what's going on? I they mean, not taping or what? Yo, they got the best gear, best shoes. Hey, you know what? Let, let me back that table. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure they're right. Yeah, De'Aaron, Trey, Alex Len. And it's going around the league, the uh, association. Yeah. And, you know what I think, though? A lot of guys, for some reason, are stepping on other guys' feet. Mm. And I, I don't care what you do. When you step on someone's foot and you're planning, trying to make a move, oh, that ankle's going to roll. You know, Alex Lynn, somebody rolled on his ankle. Yes. But I didn't see the Trey Lyles deal. It, it might have happened in practice today. It might have. It, it might have happened in practice today. And, and we'll find out more, obviously, uh, tomorrow before the game, you know, I, I'm looking at the injury report for every team in the league. Uh, the ones that's out there right now, I'm looking at the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler, right ankle sprain. RJ Hampton, right knee sprain. Tyler Hero, right ankle sprain. You know, you go to the Chicago Bulls. DeMar DeRozan, left ankle sprain. Yeah. It, it's going around, man. Yeah. And these shoes are supposed to be the best. The best. The, the technology and everything. Everything. But I'm noticing a lot of guys playing with the three quarters or, no, the low, or the, not, not the full high tops you know what anymore. The, the low Kobe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it, it's not true high tops. And you, you, know what's, you know what's funny? Back in my day, they wouldn't let us play in low tops. Really? Oh, Coach, you got on a pair of low tops? You, you go in the locker room, take them off. Put on them high top joints. 
I'm not dealing with none of my players going out because they didn't sprain their ankles with some low tops. They didn't start letting us play in low tops, man, until like after 95. Really? Yep. Yep. I wonder what. And, and, and then really, that's when the mid came out in 95. We start wearing the mid, not the actual high tops, but the mid ones. Let me see. Somebody in the YouTube chat saying, hold on now. Let me let me see if this is uh, – uh, okay. All right. Just got a text from our guy Brendan Nunez here, our Sacktown Sports 1140 Kings insider. Just got this from the Kings. FYI, something wrong with the portal update. It marked Trey is out, but he's available. Oh, okay. So the Kings, the way it was reported Ooh. on the portal – they listed Trey Lyles when they meant to uh, mention Alex Lent. Ooh, they see, got me all A, man. See, <laughs> yeah, your see, boy was. See, see, <laughs> you had my whole left side hurting. Uh, yo, I'm, I'm glad my guy <laughs> Brendan Nunez. I'm, I'm <laughs> hurt. Yeah, I'm hurting big time. You hurt me, right? I, you hurt when you breathe, huh? It's like, oh, was, you I, feel it, man. Like I've been socked in the gut, I'm man. Like, oh no! Shout out Brendan Nunez. Hit me up. Something wrong with the portal update. And Mark Trey is out, but he is available. Oh, Let's nice. talk about Trey's role tomorrow. Yep. Then against the Denver Nuggets, now that he's a okay, he's mm-hmm. good to go. Uh, to me, I don't know how much I'm using him against Jokic. I'm not. I, I don't know about that. Jokic is. I don't know about that high flyer. You know what I would try though. But, you know, I'm like Trey at five is kind of like in case of emergency break glass. Okay, if Sabonis gets into foul trouble, right? The reason why I would put Trey at five is just to see. Just to see because you want to pull Jokic as far as you can from up under that basket. If you could put Trey at the five, Harrison Barnes at the four, and whoever else on the floor and pick up that speed and go up and down, now Jokic got to play in transition. Now Jokic got to play at the three-point line, and I don't think he wants to do that. But as long as you keep JaVale McGee in at the five spot, Jokic can do what he does best. Linger around in the middle, lumber around, grab rebounds, and create havoc. So when you put Trey in, that's going to force them to either come take, out and either take Jokic out, put Aaron Gordon at the five, which they don't want to do, or he's got to come out and guard. You know, people weighing in, how could you get that wrong? The league just updated their injury report five minutes ago. It's technology, baby. It's not always perfect. Alex Len out, Trey Lyles available, Keegan Murray questionable. So our source was the NBA's reporting site. Right. What us? What us? Don't hey, don't come at Drake. No, no. You can come at me for the Eagles takes, the Niners takes, all that. But don't come at your boy for that. I'm like, you know, it's not like they tied the injury report to a pigeon leg and they flew it over here. <laughs> all right. This is technology, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> How are you feeling about the Kings, though? And I asked Jay Triano this. We're 20% into the season, one-fifth through the league. You're 10-8. and eight. We're, Yeah, 10-8, is it now? I, I, I'm drawing a blank here. How are you feeling about the squad right now? They're trending. I would say they're trending. You know, um... Ten and seven. Sorry about that. We knew that the Kings wasn't going to come back this year and just steamroll in the West. Everybody got better, KD. Everybody got better. The West is tough. You can look one through 12 and say, okay, uh, all 12 of those teams got a chance. 
So the Kings playing good basketball, still playing over 500 basketball, I think it's a plus. So you're feeling confident. You're feeling okay. I feel good. And Jay said it. 10-7, they were the same exact record. But here's the thing, High Flyer, because Jay was right about this. Same exact record, but I feel like they were playing better last year. Like, the the record's the same, but it doesn't feel the same. The offense was clicking by now. You know, we, 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 we got very used to up and down, three-pointer, up and down, three-pointer, high, 130, 140, yeah. 150 games. We start getting used to that. I think right now the offense hasn't been as a dynamic as it was last year, but you're getting a better version on the defensive end. And at the end of the day, if you're going to win meaningful games, you know, you know mm-hmm. you're going to have to have some sort of defense at your, in your pocket. I'm looking up at the uh, advanced stats right now. You know, they were number one in offensive rating last season. Historically, they were good. Right. Right now, they're 12th in the NBA at 114.1. Okay. That, that's 114.1 points per 100 possessions. Mm-hmm. Defensively, however, and here's here's the thing. They're 19th in the NBA. I think they were 24th last season. So a uh, slight increase. Uh, no. We were 27th. No, high flyer. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, we Let were me down. Pull it up. We Let were... me, I, got, I got it right here. I pull got the up. numbers, big pull dog. Come on, man. Where were we defensively? Defensively last season. Hold up, big dog. Don't stare at me like I'm, you're about to roll. We were 24th. 116. 24th out of 30. Out of 30. Mm-hmm. This year, we're 19th out of 30. Okay. Is that good enough? No. 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 They got to get better. They got to get better. They're going to have to at least be midway. Be midway on the defensive end, KD, and be in the top five on the offensive side. Because we got to score. We have to score. Number one. That's still our identity. Number one. That's our identity. We have to be able to score the basketball. But on the defensive end, you're going to have to be in that mid-range. I would say 16th, 17th at the least. We'd like them to be more around 12. What's interesting about that, if I'm correct, Denver was 15th last season. So it can be done. Oh, no doubt. It can be done. You don't yeah. have to be a top five defense. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you're a top five offense, top 15 defense. That's good enough to get you there. That's good enough to get you there. But what Denver did was look at their home record. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they handle business. <laughs> yes. They handle business uh, Look at, at their home, home record. They, they handle business at home. On the text line, 916, Katie, I think that was Triano's point. They are not playing as well, and they have the same record. So it can only go up from here. Not playing well, but you're still 10-7. and seven. And you've had major injuries. Mm. Kings didn't have no injuries last year. Little bit. Very, yeah, they few. Very, and guys very, played very through few. a lot of injuries, yes, too. Yes, De'Aaron's been out. Keegan's been out. Alex Lynn has been out. Trey Lyles has been out. Yeah. So you've had major injuries to major players on your team, and you're still exactly where you were last year. Mm. That's why I say I feel good. You feel good. You, how you feeling about tomorrow? The it's, way we match up, the size, the length you talked about, you brought it up with it's, Jay. It's going to be an uphill battle. You're playing the champs. You are playing the champs. You know, I will always give the champs the edge because they did it. They went all the way. They made it happen. So until they get knocked off, then I'll be like, ah, well, you know, Denver ain't all of that. But, bro, the way they played, the way they got there, they almost just cruised all the way through.
Oh, man, guess what? What we got now? I just got a text on the pre- and post-game show tomorrow, on the pre-game show, excuse me, on the pre-game show tomorrow on NBC Sports California. Of course, you can also listen to the game right here on Sacktown Sports 1140. The legend himself, Reggie Theus, will be joining us on set. Oh, oh my gosh. Not, How about that? My guy, Reggie Theus. Not Rush Street Reggie. Oh, oh my God. You talking about a legend? First team. All-timer? Hands down. Here in sack? Come ha- on, man. Hands down. Reggie Theus, he ain't even the man sitting next to the man. He the man. He the man himself, right? He is the man. You know, when I first came here, man, Reggie was a great guy, man. He took me up under his wing, showed me a lot of things, man, because he was just now leaving the team. Showed me a lot of things, man. By the time we got down to L.A. in the summer league, I still hung out with him all the time in L.A. Reggie was a great dude. I'm excited for that. Yes. I got to know Reggie. He was an assistant coach with Rick Pitino in Louisville when I was out there. We used to hang out. Reggie's a great great dude. Great dude, man. Great dude. So that's tomorrow night. Coming up next. We're going to get you ready for Return of the Empire. Word on the street is Nate Littlefield has been talking smack behind my back about my love for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh-oh. Well, Niners fans, it's your turn to come on out here and deliver that smoke. 916-339-1140. The final segment of The Drive Guys with Drapes and High Flyer coming up next here on Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Get it off right now. Niners fans, get it off right now. Because like I said, come Monday, it's going to be crickets. We got a cricket sound effects, Jay? You ain't playing it? <laughs> he said he do. He ain't playing it. Just save that for Monday because we're going to need that Monday. Got my guy, Nate Littlefield. Despite the rivalry this week, Nate, you still my guy. You still right. my It's okay. never anything okay. personal. Yeah. Neil Fergoso joining us. Uh, returning the Empire coming up top of the hour. All right, Nate, I'll, I'll give you first word here because we had a meal on about an hour and a half ago. How are you feeling going into Sunday? I'm feeling well. I think the the worry for me is the weather. I think the mm. weather is a crucial factor into, I mean, into what the Niners can do. Like, you saw the Bills run the ball on the Eagles for really, like, the first time all year. Like, yeah. the Bills have not been a running team. Uh, and they kind of took it to the Eagles in, in that in that facet. But, um I mean, you got to give major credit to the Eagles. I'm not taking away anything from the Eagles at all. This has been the most hyped game all year. Like you, you saw it on the schedule over summer, and you're yep. like, okay, everyone knows this is this is it. And you saw like the Chiefs Eagle rematch. You knew every year they try to do the Super Bowl rematch or whatever, and that's that's cool. Uh, but this is this is exciting because last year, I mean, we didn't really get to see it. The tr- on tr- the move. We didn't truly get to see. The Niners Eagles, you know, maybe everyone wanted to see. I'm sure Eagles fans were stoked about it, and that's fine. And I thought it was a great game. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was amazing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Eagles got some injuries though yes. coming in for sure. Yes. Um, it really, really, really does not help the Eagles that they they're not playing their best ball. I think you would say right. that, right? I, yep, I agree with that. They also played probably their hardest game of the year, their second overtime game this year, where they had to basically take it. What, there's three minutes left in the game, right? In in a storm, just like that game must have wore everyone out. Just a brutal. Nah, it's not that it's not the Kings going against the Clippers the night after beating the Warriors. Sure. It's the NFL. You got a week, you got a week to recover. And the Nate. Niners had ten days to recover. Right. So they got those extra. I can say maybe they're a little flat. They haven't yeah. played in ten days. And you can't you you know, you can't be a little flat against this Niners team. Not the Niners team. 
three, four weeks ago that lost three in a row. This team is different, right? But uh, the is way it really playing, they, they, yes. they, they, they beat Jacksonville. Yep. You know, they beat a bad Seattle team. We're noticing that right now, yep. right? Divisional. A, a divisional. bad divisional team. Almost beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Huh? Almost beat the Cowboys. Yeah, but the, 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 the uh, Seahawks are, are bad right now. They're, they're on, what, on a three-game losing streak, I, yeah. I think it so is. So were the Niners uh, at one point. Yeah, but this is what I'm saying. The combined record of the teams the Niners are playing their best ball against all season these last three games, 18-60. and 60. So they really yeah, haven't okay. beaten. That's I mean, fair. Yeah, That's fair. You know, they're looking good. My my issue with the Niners is, and I think this is going to be the key come Sunday, if they get a lead 10-0, some, it's going to be hard to catch them. For We've sure. seen that historically every, with the Niners. Basically yeah. every game this year besides that Cleveland game for the Niners. Yeah, because Niners come out, take, take. I think they took a 10-point lead, right, Emil? At least a seven. They scored on that on that first drive against Cleveland, right? They did, yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. yeah. So, but after so that, what they yeah. do is they snag that lead and then they hold on right. to it when they win. But yeah, to, to your point, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, I think that's that's going to be the key uh, because the thing with the Eagles guys, they can't keep going back to the well. They can't keep having a dig out from uh, you know trailing, come back against Dallas, come back yeah. against um, you know Chiefs, come back against um, Buffalo, Buffalo, yeah. yeah. Buffalo, like eventually that's going to catch up with you for sure. Yeah. And it's the regular season. Like this isn't the Super Bowl. This isn't. This isn't even the playoffs. This is the stakes for this game outside of media hype, media talk, and all that power rankings, all that stuff. Because whoever wins this game, everyone's going to be like, "This is the best team in football," right? And everyone's going to trash whoever loses. Goes, "Oh, they weren't as good as we thought they were." It doesn't matter who it is. This game. The stakes for this game are basically if the Niners win, they're still in contention for the one seed. If they lose, they're not getting the one seed this right, year. Right, right. That's basically what this game is, and it's kind of a check. I don't want to say it's like – it's not like preseason where you're seeing kind of what's up and it doesn't matter that much because obviously it matters, but – I think everyone knows it's like when the Niners in the 90s would play the Cowboys during the regular season. Mm -hmm. These dudes are going to meet in the playoffs, and that's going to be a bloodbath. And that's what we're going to get. Emil, you know, you've talked to the team. You're you're, 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 in on the press conferences. I do that. What's the level of importance for this game for the Niners in terms of, I understand to try to get the one seat, but the fact that it's against the Eagles. To Nate's point, we're hyping this thing up. Yeah. Fans are hyping it up. How big of it do you think it is for the players? It's a huge deal. Whether mm-hmm. they're, they, they're not going to admit it. They've all right. said the same thing. It's, it's just another game on the schedule. We're not treating it like <laughs> anything extra. It's just it's just another week for us, another whatever. It does mean something for them because obviously there was a lot of trash talk last year between Debo Samuel, James Bradbury, A.J. Brown. There was even some this week going into the game, but even then it was kind of lighthearted. A.J. Brown kind of backed off and said, no, we mean no harm. We're just kind of having some playful mm-hmm. banter. There definitely is a little bit of animosity between those two teams. We forget that the Eagles game ended in a fight last yeah, time. Yeah. We forget that that game ended in a fight. There's definitely a little bit of animosity. Well, Reddick, too. I mean, and I think going into Philly, <laughs> mm-hmm. that's got to be, what, top three hardest places oh, yeah. to play? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's like they're, they're the Chiefs and then the Seahawks. Like, those are notoriously – the Niners playing in Philly in the playoffs, I know I'm jumping ahead here, yeah. but that is – Going like both these teams can win on the road for sure, but I definitely think playing in Philly is way harder. B 
because of the weather, like this week's going to show. That's number one. Yeah, weather for sure. Yeah. Like, it, it can obviously rain here in Santa Clara. Uh, two years ago, Niners played the Colts in a monsoon. That was crazy. A wild game that I had friends there. They couldn't even drive home. It was like on the freeway. It was like mm. a foot high water. So, like, it can happen here, right? But Philly... There's gonna there's snow. There's gonna be snow. There's gonna be rain. It's gonna be freezing. I was in the wind chill factor, bro. Exactly. We we don't get that here. No, I've heard don't. the worst thing in uh in outdoor sports is 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 a wind factor. Is the it's worse than rain. It's worse than snow because yeah. the way the ball moves when you let it go, right? Yeah. Or kick any any of that oh, yeah. stuff. So wind, yeah. Like he's. I mean, you know, I've always said basketball players got it good. I mean, we're in a dome or whatever. If, if, if you're in yeah. one of those cities and controlled you know, environment, yeah, controlled right? environment is 76. You got people with tank tops and everything yeah. on. Everything is perfect for us. The conditions are perfect. You know, I can't imagine because fingertips is everything, especially when you're quarterback. Dude, it's yeah. so true. Fingertips so is true. everything. That's oh, your yeah. touch. Yeah. So when you have that ball and you can't feel your fingers, how do you put touch on the ball? Yeah. No, I know. And then there's already talk, Brock Purdy, with the glove. I'm sure you guys were, yeah, were yeah, getting into yeah. that. And yeah, that's like. That, yeah. It's a different throwing yeah, feel, it's though. Diff- it's, it's a it's, different yeah. feel to it. Even even handoffs. Yeah. It's like, right, right. And you get numb. You get numb yeah. on your arm. Yeah. They're saying Teddy so loves now. It's and and, and the Eagles yeah. are 100% used to this. Right. Yes. This so is, that yes. benefits them. I am shocked that. It's three points in the Niners' favor right now. Are you? Kyle, Kyle Shanahan's shot. Yeah. They're, all, said, they're super shot. I'm surprised it, shot. it opened one and a half for the Niners. I'm like, okay, it's going to go back, you know, Eagles' way, maybe by two. Be it's going to be close no matter what. Be a pick but the maybe. fact that it's gone more towards the Niners' way is like. Yeah, I, it speaks to the injuries, so. though. It just speaks to the injuries it's the Eagles true. are facing right now. Again, without Zach Cunningham, you know, obviously Fletcher Cox banged up. Yeah, Dallas Goddard. Hurts, on, Hurts honestly might be a little banged up too. Hurts like, is banged up a little bit. He's always well. banged up this season, yeah. though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's been he's, playing through he's it a dog, all season. Though. He yeah. plays hey, through the injuries. But, but then again, you guys talk about the injuries, right? Yeah. How bad you think the injuries are when it's freezing outside? Yeah, think, yeah. Think about it. It hurts oh, a little dude. more, right? Right. Oh, yeah. If you have dude. a sprained ankle or a twisted knee and you have to be out in the freezing cold yep. for four hours, that's tough. Man. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's yeah. tough. No, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun, no matter what. Yeah. I I don't see a, a blowout either way. No, okay. I don't. I think, uh, and I think the over under I last saw was like forty six or something. Ooh, I'm I'm under. You say under. hitting the under on Unreally. that still, especially with the weather. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm riding the under you know right what? now. If I see a blowout, I'm disappointed. In, After all the yeah, hype, if, yeah. I, if I see no, a blowout, Niners yeah, fans yeah, yeah. would take it, though. Niners fans would take oh, it. Yeah. Eagles fans would take it. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding? Drake would walk in here like Conor McGregor. Yeah, after I, mean, I, I totally would. I totally would. Hey, man, we got 45 seconds left. I want to give a shout-out to this dude across me, High Flyer. What a great week, my man. We had. I'll be talking again. There you go. <laughs> That's a slide right there. Yeah. Man, we had Gary Payton on. Oh, nice. We had Mitch Richmond on this week. Dude, this dude been lining going. up the guests, man. Legends. Appreciate you, man. Legends. It's been fun all week long, yeah. man. Let, let me tell you, Kyle. You like my brother from another mother, baby. You can always come to my house anytime, man. I'm gonna treat you like stepson. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> he said stepson. He says boy. He says stepson. All right, man. We gonna get out of here. That'll do it for the drive, guys. Happy Eagles Niners week, everyone. Coming up next, return to the Empire. Nate and Emil, we'll see you on Monday here on The Drive Guys, Sacktown Sports, 1140.